turning your Bibles this morning to Genesis chapter 49. And um, while you're turning there, I would like to mention to you that um, the Christmas card box is out. And that's an opportunity for you to send your brothers and sisters here at Calvary um, a Christmas card. Not to mention to save the postage, uh, which I don't even know what it is now. I'm old enough to remember when stamps were a nickel. Um, But be sure to check the box as you leave um, after every service to collect your Christmas cards and keep them uh, cleaned out, keep the box cleaned out. Genesis 49, and we want to read verse, at verse 14. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. And he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant unto tribute. Let's stop reading there and look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for the rain. What a blessing it is. And we thank you that your word tells us that you send the rain on the just and the unjust alike. And we thank you for these showers of blessing that are falling. And we ask for showers of blessing, spiritual blessing in our lives. And we know that's possible if we will allow you to speak to our hearts. We'll get self out of the way long enough to listen to what you have to say. And we pray that you might do that in this service today. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, as we continue our study of Israel's final words to his sons, we come to the last of Leah's sons that he addresses. And that son is Issachar. And Israel addresses his son in a most unusual way in verse 14. He says that Issachar is a strong ass. We're offended when we are referred to by that name, whatever prefix might come before it to describe us. And most of us would not refer to our children in that way. But Israel's use of this word concerning Issachar is very instructive for you and me. An ass in the Bible is an animal that teaches some very important lessons, very important eternal lessons. Turn over for just a minute to the book of Job, if you will. Job chapter 11. Let's read verse 11. For he knoweth vain men, he seeth wickedness also, will he not then consider it? 
For vain man would be wise, though man be born like a wild ass's colt. Here we learn the symbolism of an ass in the word of God. An ass is a symbol of rebellious mankind. An ass symbolizes you and me as we are by nature. And what we are by nature is wild. What we are by nature is stubborn. What we are by nature is ungovernable. We have a nature that is so wild and so ungovernable that we fear not God. We have a nature that is so wild and so ungovernable that we are not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. This is how we're born into this world. And we'll see the seriousness of our condition if you'll turn back to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13, and look at verse 13. And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. 13 in the Bible is the number of rebellion. And the Spirit of God makes a very important point here. Because it's here in this verse that we're reading about the symbolism of rebellious mankind. Don't miss our connection in here. The firstling of man, the firstling of an ass, based on what we just read in Job chapter 11. It's instructive that here we're reading about the symbolism of rebellious mankind and we find it in the 13th verse of the 13th chapter of the book of Exodus. And in this verse, God says, every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb and if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. The Lord took part of this verse that's very important to think about. If thou wilt not redeem it, if thou wilt not redeem it, God did provide redemption for every wild and ungovernable ass that's ever been born. We're celebrating the birth of the Lamb the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's exactly why he came into this world, to meet the need of every firstling of an ass, to provide redemption through the blood of the Lamb. We're reading here about a very beautiful picture of the cross of Calvary, where the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, died 
for rebellious mankind. The Lamb of God, in, in a way that we cannot ever understand, took the rebellion of, of every wild ass's colt that has ever been or will ever be born and took our rebellion upon himself to provide redemption. And we see here that every ass that is not redeemed must be killed and killed in a very specific way. Notice the wording. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. His neck. Why would the Spirit of God use that language? Well, if you will, turn over to 2 Chronicles chapter 36. 2 Chronicles chapter 36. And we want to read about a king here by the name of Zedekiah. Second Chronicles chapter 36 and verse 11. Zedekiah was one and 20 years old when he began to reign and reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord his God and humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet speaking from the mouth of of the Lord. I think we learned something here about why the Spirit of God uses the wording that he does in Exodus 13 and verse 13. Zedekiah did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, and then the Lord spells out his evil. He humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And in verse 13, there's the number again, interestingly enough. We're told that he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who made him swear by God. And then notice the last part of verse 13. The final thing that Zedekiah did, the Lord dealt with him and dealt with him and dealt with him. Sent Jeremiah the prophet to him and Look at what we see that he did. He stiffened his neck. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. Right here, we learn what it means to have a stiff neck. A stiff neck belongs to someone who will not humble themselves before the word of God. A stiff neck is someone who is in rebellion against the king of glory. A stiff neck is an, a, a manifestation of a hard heart that will not repent, that will not acknowledge its condition before God. That's why God says in Exodus 13 and verse 13, and if thou wilt not redeem it, God was trying to redeem Zedekiah. Just as he's trying to redeem you this morning if you're here and you're lost. But if you will not accept his redemption, if you're going to continue on in your wild and stubborn and rebellious state, then the only thing that awaits you 
The only remedy is to have your neck broken. That will take place one day. God will do that. Wild asses, colts will have their necks broken one day. Those who will not bow their knee and humble their hearts before the Lord Jesus Christ. One day at the great white throne judgment, they will be cast into the lake of fire. And you know what? That old stubborn stiff neck will not be changed by that judgment. Think of what a horrible place the lake of fire is going to be. Full of millions of wild, ungovernable people who fear not God, who are not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. What a place to have to be throughout all the ages of eternity. And it's so unnecessary. When salvation is so simple. Have you bowed your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you bowed your knee? Have you received the redemption that he purchased on your behalf on the cross of Calvary? His body was broken for you. We observed the Lord's Supper just a few days ago. And Paul tells us how the Lord Jesus, the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and said, this is my body which was broken for you. His body was broken for us so that our neck would not have to be broken one day. Do you know him as your Savior today? You can can trust him as your savior right now if you're willing to turn to him from your sin and trust him as your savior so in Job 11 we have a wild ass and in Exodus chapter 13 we have the way that a wild ass can be redeemed we have a redeemed ass there so we put these two passages together we have the, the complete symbolism of the ass in the Bible. An ass is a symbol of rebellious mankind. A wild ass is a picture of one who is lost. A redeemed ass, a broken ass, is, one, is a picture of one who is saved. But here's the point. It's a very important point. Please notice that even after we're saved, we are still referred to as an ass. The ass that was redeemed by the sacrifice of a lamb was still an ass. And it's like that because salvation does not change our own nature. We are so incorrigible that God does not even try to change this nature. He just gives us a new one. He gives us his life. Salvation doesn't change our nature. After we're saved, we still have this same old stubborn nature. We still have this nature that does not want to bow to the word of God, that does not want to bow to the will of God. 
And what we need is to daily bow our neck. What we need to do daily is die. Put this old nature to death. To reckon ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when that happens, the life also of the Lord Jesus can be made manifest in our mortal body, in our mortal flesh. What an amazing thing that is. And when we do that, something amazing happens. Turn over to the Gospel of Matthew, if you will. Matthew chapter 21 is where we want to look. Look at Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21, and let's read beginning at verse 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you. And straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, a colt foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and they set him their own. Here in these verses we have a practical demonstration of what it means for you and I to put this old nature to be to death. What it means for you and I to have the life of the Lord Jesus manifested in our mortal flesh. The Lord Jesus has need of redeemed asses. He has need of asses that are broken, that are empty of self, and that are available to be used. In fact, that that is the only kind of ass that he can use or that he will use. And when we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. The Lord is pleased to sit upon us. He's pleased to use us for his glory here in the world. And we see in in verse 7, who gets the glory here? Well, verse 8 And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the ass that cometh in the name of the Lord. Doesn't say that, does it? There's no mention of the ass here. These people are praising The Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is sitting upon this broken ass. Hosanna to the son of David. 
Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is an illustration of what Paris Reedhead was talking about in his message that many of us have listened to many times. Ten shekels and a shirt. Right here is the only way that God can get glory from the life of a wild ass's colt that he's redeemed with his own precious blood. It happens when that redeemed ass bows his neck and humbles his heart and says, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. Untie me if you want to. If you want to leave me tied up, that's fine. But if you want to, untie me and sit upon me, take the reins of my life and ride me and take me wherever it is that you want me to go. I wonder if we're saved today, if we're redeemed ass today, if we're willing to have that kind of attitude of heart, to be completely available for the Lord Jesus Christ to do with us Whatever he wants to do. Let's go back to Genesis 49, if you will. And notice again verse 14. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. I think that in the light of the things we've just talked about, I think the words here would seem to indicate that Issachar is not a wild ass. He is a broken one. And so the words that Israel speaks to him are not unflattering at all. Issachar has an opportunity He has an opportunity to carry a burden, if you will, the burden of the Lord, if you will. He has this opportunity, and and if he's he's a broken ass, then you're not going to put burdens upon, you're not going to risk them upon a wild ass. But what we see here is that Issachar couched down He sat down with these two burdens. And Israel never mentions that he gets up. He sat down and he saw that rest was good. He saw that the land was pleasant. And he bowed his shoulder. That word bowed means to stretch out. It means to spread out. It means in some places where the word is used, it means to pitch a tent. It means to turn aside. In other words, when Issachar sat down between these two burdens, it felt so good to rest. And he saw how pleasant the land was. He bowed his shoulder. He stretched out. He, he spread out. He got comfortable and became a servant under tribute. He became a tributary to be ruled over by taskmasters. Now, there's an application here. There is a personal message that I'd like for us to consider. If we're saved today, we are redeemed asses. 
And we're in exactly the same position that Issachar is in here. We're couching between two burdens. We're, we're, we're faced with these two burdens. Which one are we going to take? One of those burdens is our own way. One of those burdens is our own ideas. One of those burdens is our own will. And we get an idea which burden Issachar chose by what we read in verse 15. First of all, we read, he saw. He saw. Folks, redeemed asses don't walk by their sight. They're to walk by faith. They're to go in the direction that the Lord Jesus, to whom they are to submit the one who is to be sitting upon them as their king, the one who is to reign in their life, they are to go in the direction that he wants them to go. Redeemed asses, let him do the seeing. Because he can see the end from the beginning. It's what we call walking by faith not by sight. And so it's important to notice that Issachar saw. And what is it that he saw? He saw that rest was good. He saw that the land was pleasant. He looks around, and, and I believe this is the message. He looks around and he sees that there are so many pleasures here in the world. And it's so much easier to rest. It's so much easier to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season than it is to suffer affliction with the people of God. It's so much easier to rest and enjoy the pleasures of this world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life than it is to go to war. Than it is to go to war and endure hardness and difficulty and trials as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It's so much easier to rest and to look out and see and pursue the pleasures of this world than it is to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow the Lord Jesus wherever he leads us to go. And notice what Issachar does. He bowed his shoulder to bear the picture here is that Issachar made his choice. He chose between these two burdens. He chose the burden that he was going to bear, and what he chose was his burden. His burden. His way. His will. And notice where that led Issachar. He became a servant unto tribute. That language paints a very important picture the word servant means to serve another by labor and the word tribute means forced service it literally means to be part of a slave gang that is ruled over by a taskmaster Issachar chose his own way and his own will I believe that's the message here he chose to be ruled over by the taskmaster of the flesh. There is no more 
cruel taskmaster than to be ruled over by our own selves. He chose to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And he became the servant of sin. What a burden that is. But there's an alternative. There's another choice. We said a few minutes ago that we're exactly in the same position that Issachar is in here if we're saved. We're couching between these two burdens, the burden of our flesh, the burden of our own will, the burden of our own way. But what is the other burden that we're couching between? Well, we'll see it if you'll turn to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, and look at verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, laden, the Lord Jesus says, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Now notice verse 30. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. If we're saved today, we're redeemed asses. We're couching between two burdens. Which one are we going to choose? Which one have we chosen? There may be someone here this morning and you have chosen to bow your shoulder, to bear. You've chosen your own way. You know what's best in your life, you know. You've chosen to do your own will. And what's happened to you is you've become a servant unto tribute, a servant of sin. And you're being ruled over by the taskmaster of the flesh. If that's your position, if that's your condition this morning, you need to give up that burden. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Turn away from your own will. Turn away from your own way. And bow your shoulder and humble yourself and surrender and give up your strength. Shoulder is a symbol of strength. But remember what the Apostle Paul said. God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Give up our shoulder. Bow our shoulder to him. And he'll give us his burden and his life. It's light. Couching down between two burdens. Where are we this morning? Which one are we going to choose? Are we going to choose ours that leads to being 
a servant unto tribute? Or are we going to choose his? A burden that is easy and a burden that's light. This is the battle of the Christian life, folks. Every day, we're going to choose a burden. Ours or his. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this portion of your word. And a portion that on the surface seems to be something we can read and move on. But we thank you for your spirit that takes us and brings us to the mirror of the word of God. The mirror of Genesis 49 verses 14 and 15. And he says to us, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Where are you? Which burden are you carrying? We pray that you would help us to see this morning that we'll never be available to you. We'll never be a broken ass upon which you can sit and be honored in our life if we're choosing our own will and our own way. We pray that you would speak to us today and help us. It's so critical in these last days for each person who knows you to be living for you, to be a light in this very dark, dark world. We pray that you'd help us to consider these things today, and we ask it in Jesus' name.